0: We're programmed for survival, so our instinct is to give up on these situations, to move away from them. I thought if I didn't sign up for that race, that I was just going to disappear. It doesn't have to be these big, huge things that everyone thinks you need to do to make a difference. Today is special. We are talking to two guests at once, CJ Stroud and Caleb Williams, both top tier quarterbacks at top tier college football programs. CJ plays for Ohio State and Caleb plays for USC. Both of them are contenders for the Heisman Trophy, the most cherished and coveted trophy for an individual in all of college football. And the race is tight. Both of them are at the top of the list, so it's a pretty amazing thing that we got to talk to them. Both of them, big fans of athletic brewing. And what we're specifically listening for today is just their thoughts around leadership, how they've uh, handled this pressure and getting to the top this quickly. They're both young, but both really impressive on and off the field. They both obviously have incredibly bright futures ahead of them, Uh, so it was just a pleasure to sit down and talk. I had a lot of fun with this conversation, and I will absolutely be watching next weekend when the Heisman Trophy is selected, and both of them uh, are there potentially getting it, so pretty exciting. I'm so glad to have them in the Athletic Brewing family. We're going to hear from CJ first, then we'll hear from Caleb, and uh, with that, let's jump in. All right, ready, break. Oh man, that was pretty corny. All right, here we go.
1: It's going good. Um I'm I'm blessed, man. Just thankful for the wake up with a sound mind, sound heart, sound soul. So I'm
0: doing well. Oh well, let's jump into that. What what do you do to uh to keep a sound mind, sound heart? What's a, what's like a typical day in the life of CJ look like, if there is a typical day? I mean, low key
1: everything's different, low key every day. Uh it's never really the same. I do try to keep a routine like what I do. Uh who know who knows what the day brings. But usually I'll just wake up, pray, ask God. I thank God for waking me up for that morning and and, uh, ask for his forgiveness, things like that. Just have my routine prayer. uh, Try to eat some, go to the facility, either lift or watch film, uh, one of the two, and then probably head home, maybe take a little nap or even watch more film at the house, and then go back and then go back to the facility and have practice. Um, And by that time, it's probably like 730 um so it's not too active in the day but this is like in the season In the off season it's way more um stuff to do but during the season I'm really locked in to to football and things like that so um those are kind of like my days
0: what what do you ask for forgiveness for is it murdering all these teams (laughs) nah (laughs) it's it's personal stuff I don't know (laughs) this year's off to a really good start what uh was this, we talked last year, you're one year younger, awesome year, obviously. How, how does this year feel different than last year? Does it feel like the same momentum this far into the season? Does it feel better, more experienced? How, how are you feeling about it?
1: I definitely think as a, as a team atmosphere, um, it feels better overall. Just knowing that, I mean, we're undefeated right now going into our bye week, um, but we're, everybody's not satisfied, so that's why I'm happy with our team is that we feel like we could have done better in every game that we played in. Um, And we're striving to do that in practice and and then to go do it in the game ultimately. So um, that's why I'm happy with this team. I don't think we're ever going to be satisfied until um, our main goals are accomplished. So it's been a good start, but it definitely could have been better. And I think we'll just keep building and and keep uh, striving to be great this season. And um, hopefully I'll, I'll leave my team to do such. So.
0: Is there uh, anything you're looking forward to with a bye week? Uh, is I mean, is it is it actually a break for you, or is it like okay now this is time to do all these things I didn't have time to do? Yeah, a little bit of
1: both. Like I got some um, some things I have to take care of NIO purposes, and then actually gonna hit the Yankee game, so that should be fun. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna enjoy my time off, but it's not. A crazy amount of time off, uh, but I'm still blessed to be able to get a couple of days just uh, to myself and my teammates to get a couple of days to themselves and just kind of get away from football, which I think is very important.
0: Absolutely, man. Well, I, t- I tell you what, you know, the life, your, your life, it's so busy. There's so much going on. Who's like someone you look to and try to emulate as either a leader or a quarterback or both? How do you, because obviously you've got to be developing that side of your skill set as well as football and as well as performing every week is there anyone you look to for inspiration or to try to be like honestly I'm not
1: sure uh it's a lot of people up to for for guidance and things like that or I like try to like I don't try to mimic anybody but I try to take little bits and pieces of, of their game or their mindsets and, and put it to mine. so um, I watch a lot of podcasts I watch a lot of documentaries and things like that just trying to see how people really were Or uh, you never know what the real truth is, but I try to take the positive out of some of those um, videos and stuff that I watch. But I mean, I don't, I would would try to be unapologetically myself at the same time. It's just understanding who I am as a person and try to just remain humble like some of the greats before me have done. So that's kind of like where I get my motivation from is just uh, older athletes, I wouldn't say activists, but people who stood up for their communities and stuff like that. And then, of course I I go to the Bible as well, like people like Moses, people like David and stuff like that. If you guys know those stories, so those are kinda of like who I try to model my life after.
0: I'm sure you've parted the Red Sea a few times on the field. <laughs> um so so this far in the season, you know, about like halfway through the regular season, it's it's things are looking good. There's there's quite a bit of anticipation going into the second half. Has there been a moment or a game so far this season that's like going to be a core memory for you, like like just a very memorable game or very memorable moment where it's like no matter what happens the rest of the season, that will always be an awesome moment. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think all of them, honestly, you never know what can happen. You never know when this game can be taken away from you with injuries, with something off the field. You never know what can happen. And um, I thank God that I'm still able to play the sport till now. And I don't take it for granted. So – I definitely, every day I walk in the building, um, the human element is to be negative and be like, I don't want to be here or, or whatever the case may be and, and start soaking or do whatever do whatever um, the world would want you to do. But I try to just stay prayed up and stay positive because I am blessed to be at a place like Ohio State, um, a great university with great people. So I walk in with an attitude of just thank God that I'm here because who knows where I could be. So um I mean, yeah, every game I actually look forward to. Like, no matter who we play, just because you get another opportunity to show your God-given talent, you and have fun. It's fun out there uh, playing with my brothers. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't put one game over the other. I do honestly enjoy away games more, but um, but home games are cool as well. Just because you the shoe is one of a kind. But I I, I do like playing away. So.
0: What what do you what do you like about being away? Is it just kind of like going to the Dragon's Lair, you know, going somewhere else, you know, almost like an adventure or a journey. What, What is it about away games you like so much?
1: Yeah, I think, honestly, I just think they're super fun uh, just to be the villain. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> coming to somebody's trap and take over their trap. So uh, that's what we say at O state So I definitely think that it's a, it's how like everybody hates you, you know what I mean? And then once you start winning, or whatever the case may be, even if it's a closed game, after it's all respect, you run off the field, you get respect from the team and then their fans as well. But before the game, they yelling, they cussing, they telling you suck, all types of stuff. And it's kind of cool just to, like, shut them up, you know what I mean? So,
0: Have you always been like that? Or did it take uh, to kind of getting get to a certain level to get there? Yeah, I've always
1: – if you ask anybody about I me, mean, they, they'll tell you, like, I get kind of crazy when I compete. It's like me, myself now, it's not the same person, like, on the field. I'm I'm not a big – mess talker or nothing like that but I'm just really locked in and uh, I I just like to compete I like to win I'm a sore loser so I definitely think that away games kind of bring that out of me uh, that juice that environment that we're in we only had one this season but it was a it was a good time so
0: is there a game for the rest of the season that that's really on your mind is there something that's like a a moment that's coming that you're anticipating or is it just one game, focus on the next, focus on the next component. How, how do you think about it?
1: Yeah, I think looking into the future too much is just bad, you know what I'm saying, because you can't control that. And if you start worrying about it now, it's, you're not going to be able to control it by the time you, you – you control your emotions by the time you get there. So, yeah, I honestly, I mean, uh, when you get the schedule, you I think you're allowed to, like, go and look with who you got in the, in the back end. But um, when you're in it, you have to do one week at a time one game at a time, one drive at a time, one play at a time. And I think that's a recipe for success, at least for our team and myself, uh, just staying level-headed with just winning that rep or winning that drive, winning that play, and just trying to do the right thing, uh, that game, and that'll take take you home. Because last year it wasn't necessarily like that for us. We were trying to prove something that we didn't have to prove. So, uh this year we're very more lucrative very more uh methodical in our in our um wins and stuff but as you can see it's been it's been working out for us and hopefully uh i, I, thank, I hope god keeps blessing us with that so.
0: so so i know in uh 2020 you played uh just one snap scored a touchdown that was <laughs> pretty good uh uh percentages right there um and then 2021 or 2020 that was in 2021 you were starting uh and had a major year huge breakout year it's crazy to me like in y'all's point of view how quickly things turn around how quickly things just escalate and progress you go from back up to starting and now everything's on you and then from that to all the pressure into this year does it feel like a very quick escalation like from one year to the next for you or does it just feel like a natural progression right where you're supposed to be going
1: oh uh, yeah i mean to be honest with you it's a little bit both um it did kind of take off fast for me, um, but I wasn't surprised. Um, it's something that I prayed about, something that I put the work in for. You know what I mean? So, countless hours, countless nights, countless days, countless early mornings, route sessions, and those those don't those go unnoticed. On the team, we really know who works hard and and puts the work in, and and uh, it's not a surprise when when you reap the benefits of it. You know what I mean? I wasn't really surprised, and everything started going good, and people started talking about me and stuff. Uh, but I was blessed, and I was like, "Damn, it's crazy! I've dreamed about this my whole life, and it's finally happening." You know what I'm saying? So it was a, it was a mixture of both. And um, even now, it's like sometimes I walk around, and people notice me. It's like, dang, like um, it's kind of cool just to realize like I'm really like inspiring people or, or reaching out to people and giving people hope." So. Um, and that's, I think that's why we play football It's not for materialistic things, but it's to inspire the youth and, and people who watch the game and, and want to be entertained. So uh, I definitely think that, um, not just myself, but my team we're doing it and I see countless players around the country doing it. So
0: uh shout out to them. So have you noted, you know, 2020 to 2021, huge jump, 2021 to 2022 kind of a progression of the momentum you had last year, uh, what have you noticed a big difference between last year and this year in the sense of like the pressure or, uh, like you said, with being noticed on campus, has it, has it been a huge change or does it feel very similar?
1: It's been in some ways similar and in some ways not. Um, I think this season we have a, a lot of players are more veteran. I mean, last year there was a lot of people's first time starting first time playing. So, um, uh, a lot of us are kind of just walking in there uh, not really knowing what's going to go on. But this year, we kind of have an idea. And to be honest with you, we've seen the worst. I definitely think that we've known that and we felt that feeling before. We, and we're fighting every day to never feel like that ever again. So um, that's why I say the difference is, is just with the mindset on our team and then mindset trying to just be leaders on the team, including myself. It's just holding everybody accountable. I think last year... We did that a little bit, but it wasn't like, it should have been like it is this year, but that starts in the off season. So this off season, we, our main thing was about accountability and just being tough in, in everything that you do. So when those tough moments come, you're already prepared. So um, I definitely think that that's the difference between this year and last year. It's just people being more veteran and holding people accountable.
0: How do you learn to be a leader? Um,
1: I think I've learned to be a leader and I, I think I've always been kind of a natural born leader uh, growing up in my communities back home in California uh, in the IE and stuff. So I've always kind of had that aura, but, um, I think to be a good leader, cause I wasn't just always like that. Um, I kind of had the idea in my head, uh, but I had to follow be- to be able to be a good leader uh, in the right way. You know what I mean? So, um, I kind of look at Moses cause he's one of the greatest leaders in, in, in human history, um, that I look after and, um, he had to follow God and his plan, even though that maybe he didn't want to sometimes or it was it was out of his norm and um, he had to trust things that he didn't know. Um, that's something I try to do with people around me that are, are, are leaders uh, like Coach Day or growing up, my coaches that I had, like Coach Tudja, Coach Fly, even my dad um, being a leader in our community. So um, I definitely uh, remember those talks I've had with all my coaches and, and, and influential uncles and, and women in my life and my mom that are leaders in our communities, because at the end of the day, football isn't life or death. So the talks I've had with them are a lot more deep, but it teaches you, because football does have principles like that. So it teaches you how to lead people, um, the right way. So I definitely think that's where I get it from is just being a, a good follower.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot like most just don't lead the Trojans through the desert for 40 years. What, what did you say the theme of the summer was? It was a lot of
1: different things, but what I
0: boil it down to is accountability. Accountability. Um, what, yes, what, who sir. sets that? Who? Where does that come from? Does that come from the coaching staff? Does that come from like players coming to a consensus about what they want to talk about, come from right. you? Where, where do those themes end up coming from?
1: Yeah, it, it comes from a mixture of both, and that's something that I appreciate Coach Day. That's why I think he's such a great coach and a good leader. Um, is just because he lets his players speak out on what we think is right, because he ultimately knows it's our team. And of course, he 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 he's the the overseer of the team and the leader of the team. But we have other leaders on the team that are players. So every season we have, uh, well, every after every season we have a leadership meeting with all the leaders and the in the uh, our players. Every uh, all 122 players that we have vote on. So it'll come to like 20 some leaders. We'll talk about. We'll sit in like a in the team room and just talk about issues or talk about good things that we need to keep doing. And one thing that came up, and I'm I want to say that it was Court Williams, um, a captain, and I want to say Tommy Eichenberg, our starting linebacker number thirty five. Those were the two people who were talking about accountability at first, and they were the ones who kind of got in front of that. Were saying that we need to hold people more accountable, uh, not just when the season comes or whenever they feel like it. But at all times, everybody needs to be held accountable to the Buckeye standard and, and the way we do things because the 2021 season, it was an okay season, but it wasn't uh, a Buckeye standard. You know what I'm saying? So um, I definitely think that uh, that was why we did that just because we wanted to get back to the old school ways. And Coach Mick, our strength coach, definitely uh, made sure that our, our season was hard to get back to those uh, to those Buckeye ways, so it's been it's been good though. So.
0: Is there anything you like to do that that's unique in the sense of leadership or holding folks accountable, or as the quarterback treating your players? Anything you do that that's not necessarily required of you, but you try to just go the extra step for for your teammates? Yeah,
1: man. Uh, I mean, I, I do a mixture of things. Um, one thing that I don't do because like I said before, I had to be a follower to be able to be a leader, well, a, a good leader, I feel. So I remember having leaders that I didn't like, you know what I mean? Just yelling at me just, just because they're the leader, they have a position of power. So I, I always thought that was phony and I thought that was just fake. And you weren't doing that for the benefit of the team. You were just trying to show that you were the leader or you're trying to impress somebody like a coach or something. So that's something that I don't do at first. Um I don't just start yelling, you know what I'm saying? I don't just start screaming at people. I take them to the side because usually when somebody's messing up, it's more mental than it is physical. Or if it's a mental thing, then you see what if they're okay, you know what I'm saying, off the field, seeing how their family life is if they're going through something um, because these are all things that, I, that I've been through. So I try to do that first and foremost is just see where the problem is by a conversation. But, like, if it's nothing like that and they're just doing stuff just because they want to be – Whatever the case may be, just be negative or whatever. So that's when I have to be a big brother and and put my foot down and and, and tell them in a more stern way, just to man get your stuff right. Because the thing about football that I love is like we're we're building men in the community, men men of people who will go back home and and people will look up to them for the things that they've done on the field or or the schools they've gone to. So uh, it's up to people like me and the leaders and the captains on our team to hold these people excuse me, hold our, our players accountable and our team accountable um, because they're going to go back to their communities and, and do what they were taught, you know what I'm saying? So we want this world to be a clean place for children and things like that. So um, not not letting anything slide is, is the best way to go because there's been countless times where even now, like people call me, my childhood friends in high school, and they'll appreciate me for holding them accountable for like missing practice or yelling at them for – coming late one day um, one of my best friends called me the other day about that and and i'm not trying to pat myself on the back or nothing but he thanked me for saying something because now he's in college and he understands the the mindset you have to have to be there you know what i'm saying so he appreciated that so i definitely think that they might not appreciate it right then and there and they'll, they'll be mad at you but being a leader is hard so uh they'll be mad at you at the moment but later on in life they'll appreciate you you know what i mean like some of my coaches were, were mean, Merrill, Like didn't play no games with me. Like weren't letting anything slide. But at the end of the day, they got a lot of love out of me that I didn't know I have had for the game. And then on top of that, as I got older and became a man, I learned so many principles that they taught me. So, and then another thing I do is I like to invite people over to the crib, just chill. Uh, take them to the like take some of my teammates to the movies. Uh, take them out to dinner. I just had a lineman uh, dinner. Uh, with my linemen, I want to say, on Wednesday night uh, and my tight ends. I invited my tight ends out and my quarterback uh, assistant coach um, just to, you know what I'm saying, just have camaraderie and brotherhood outside of our facility, you know what I mean? Uh,
0: so those are some of the things I try to do. I'm sure that bill was not small. Things things can eat. Boys can eat. <laughs> Good Lord. Is there anything else you do? Is there any sort of daily habits you have that you are like, I, I you know, I, I have to do these, or, or you want to do these every chance you get?
1: i to be honest with you, I don't know. I'm not like a very uh what, what would <laughs> like. I don't, I don't believe in. I mean, I don't say I'm believing it, but I don't have like a what, what's the word that people do before
0: games like like a ritual. Yeah, I don't really
1: have none of that. Like, I have routine. I feel like it's a lot different. Like, ritual has to do with, like, spiritual stuff. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Uh, Every day, I mean, I know I watch a lot of film. That's probably... It's very... It's not just, like, watching film to me. It's very therapeutic. Uh, It actually helps me calm down and just uh, focus on one thing at one time. Because in this life, I mean, that I live in, that is a lot of stuff going on. So, I just try to focus on one little thing. And film helps me do that. So... Um, that's probably something every day that I do.
0: CJ had to get going right after that answer, um, so we're going to cut the interview there, and we're going to jump into Caleb Williams, the quarterback at the University of Southern California. Here we go. Caleb Williams, welcome to uh, Without Compromise. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, so where are, where are you right now in the world? I know college football... You know you're going to be all over the country all season long. Are you back at home? Are you on the road? What, where are you finding yourself right this second?
2: Uh, I'm literally on the road, as in driving. But no, I'm uh, I'm in LA.
0: We um, just I just had meetings,
2: um, and so I'm uh, just driving home.
0: Oh, nice. Long day.
2: In hours, wise, I guess you could say it was a long day. But football makes it um, football makes it easy.
0: How do you find life on the West Coast? How different is it? And the, I want to ask that just like lifestyle wise, what you're finding. Then I want to ask like about football because, you know, you're right there kind of just about in the South as far as like football in the South, different, man. Do you find it different, like the culture around football on the West Coast?
2: I'd say it's a little different. Um, there's certain things out here that uh, a few of my Cali teammates that, uh, you know, have been, Born here and raised here, that they've done football-wise, and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm not used to it, and and it kind of, you know, it kind of throws up a question mark, um, to me. But no, it's all good. Um, most of it, most of it's the same, though.
0: I uh, let's do another interview. where you were doing. You were talking about when you, when you got the chance. Uh, at Oklahoma in Texas game last year, you were a month away from not playing football for two years. What happened? Why? Why were you away from the game for so long? As such a huge prospect, you know, what I mean, that's crazy. Almost two years away. Like, what was going on there?
2: Yeah, I was more on the tougher side of my time, uh, you know, being around the game. But it was, I was, I, I had COVID. I didn't have COVID, but like COVID um, ended up happening, Um, and so they canceled our season um, my senior year, um, and that sucked. So, you know, moving from that, uh, I went a full year without playing football um, in high school, and then I got to I got to Oklahoma, and I I didn't I didn't play I didn't um, I was the backup uh, for the first half of the season. So, with all that time being said, it ended up being almost almost two, uh, two full years um, that would have passed if I did not end up, you know, starting after the Texas game or coming in Texas game in the second
0: half. Were there any, like, unexpected benefits of not playing that long? Or did it just fully suck?
2: No, I mean, it, it sucked 100%, but it, it, there's always benefits in um, any circumstance. And so um, in the beginning, I'd say that it just completely sucked. And I go by a thing of, you know, a, a little saying. Um, and I didn't go by this saying. I didn't, I didn't have words to put to, to this thing uh, when I was going through that. But uh, you know, a couple months later, I, I ended up, you know, finding the words um, to kind of go with what I did. Is, you know, it's either change your habits or change your dreams. Um, and I, I 100% wasn't going to change my dreams, so I changed, you know, a couple habits. Um, and I didn't have, I wouldn't say that I had bad habits. I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I had to make, you know, um, if that was sacrifices, if that was, uh, you know, more time, you know, getting extra, getting, getting more in the weight room, getting more in film, uh, you know, anything like that, um, you know, just, just changing, changing some habits, um, so I could be in the position that I wanted to be in, um, because I felt like I deserved it, but obviously I wasn't, obviously I didn't deserve it yet, and, um, and so I, I, I kept working, kept kept fighting, and uh, uh it kind of worked
0: out. Did you, did you try anything new during that time? Like try out a new position or uh, anything that maybe opened your world in that sense?
2: Oh uh, no, I'm a uh, I'm a quarterback through and through. I yeah, through and through. Haven't always been a quarterback. I was just I was second string, uh, but I think of myself as you know the you know the. A first string and, and, you know, I have the confidence enough to say that I think I'm the best player um, in the country. It's just, you know, I'd hope that any quarterback that, you know, works as hard or or works really hard for something that, you know, they've been wanting for so long that they, um, you know, they feel that way. Um, They don't feel that way because it's fake or anything like that. They feel that way because, you know, they work for it and that's how I feel. So at the time I wasn't in the position that I wanted to be in, so I kept working, um, kept fighting, and uh, you know things turned out now where I'm, you know, playing and um, having a good
0: season here with uh, this awesome group of guys I'm with. Is that a crazy thought to you to say I'm the best in the country? No, I mean is that crazy to think like, man, I- I'm the best? I don't think it's crazy.
2: You know I want to be I want to be the greatest. Um, I want to be able to sit at the table with um, some of the greats, and so. Um, I've been working hard, um, I've been working towards, you know, trying to be my best that I can be, and I'm far from, um, but I, I do still think that I'm, um, you know, the best in the country and that just attest to, to my work and my confidence in my work. I don't think it's crazy at all uh, to say something like that. Don't, I mean, you don't have to say it every day. Obviously, if you said it every day, um, you know, it raises an eyebrow, but that's just the feeling that I have inside. Um, and I've had inside of me since I was younger. Um, and I've just, I've just always kind of put my head down and worked for what I wanted. Um, nothing's, nothing's been given. Um, I didn't ask Coach Riley to give me the spot. I asked Coach Riley just to give me a shot. Uh, those two different things. Um, and so uh, he gave me a shot and took advantage of it.
0: He gave you a shot. Are you talk about that Oklahoma-Texas game. What, what was that like to get that shot? Did you feel ready? Did you feel like, okay, this is it. This is what I was waiting. This is like that Tom Brady moment when he had that chance, or was it, oh, my God, it's here. Can I do this?
2: Yeah, no, I was completely ready for being down, I think, 20 some points or 20 points. I don't
0: exactly remember. I think it was 21.
2: Being down three scores, um, I I was called up um, to talk to Coach Riley. He tells me I'm in. Um, after telling me he was, I was in, I buckled up my, um, chin strap, you know, walked over to the huddle and said, let's go do this. You know, you know, spoke to a couple of, I mean, spoke to the offensive line, spoke to wide receivers and running backs in the huddle. Um, said, let's go do this. And, and went out on the field and just tried to give, you know, my guys a shot to, to make the comeback. So, um, ended up working out in my favor. Um, and, and at the time in our favor, but I, I was ready for the moment. Um, I prepared, um, like I said, I started doing, extra things, more film, uh, more weight room. I've been in the weight room more, you know, getting extra reps on the field, uh, for certain routes that I felt like I wasn't comfortable with. Um, so when I got that shot, um, I didn't have that feeling of, Oh, I can't do it. Or, Oh, um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it was more of a, when I get in there, uh, I'm not giving it back. Um, and so that's, that's
1: kind of how it went.
0: Wow. So, so what do you do as a quarterback to, to lead, um, I, I know you've, you you write things down like be a leader, be and show why you're the best, be decisive, go be a pro. Those are four things mm-hmm. you shared in a separate uh, interview. But what specifically do you think you bring to the table like uniquely as a leader?
2: I connect, I connect with everyone and say there's nobody that's bigger, there's nobody that's smaller um, on the team. Whether if you're, you've been a five-year starter, if you've been a one-year starter, you just got to college, you're a walk-on. Uh, I'm transferred in. Everybody's the same. Um, you know, if you're the star player, if you're not, uh, everybody's the same. And then also um, something I do is, is I don't only um, connect with them, is that I figure out what works best, best with them uh, because I care for them so much and I, I'm, I'm so well connected is that I learn them um, and, and, and what works best with them. Um, so if I'm, if I'm going to be hard on them, that doesn't mean that this, every single person um, we always say know your person well, so it doesn't mean that every single person, um, you know, deals with you getting on them and, and yelling at them or, or, or possibly using using a couple of choice words, um, you know, um, some people just need you to just talk to them, encourage, some people just, you know, need a more calm voice, some people need you to, to get on them, um, certain people, you know, just need a little break and then you come and talk to them and you, you know, kind of sit down on the bench and talk or whatever it is. Um, so kind of knowing your personnel and then also um, just being able to connect with your
0: teammates, my teammates. Yeah, you don't want to connect with the other teammates. Yeah, not at all. You want, you want to confuse them. You've done a couple uh, PSAs and just like talking about mental health. Why is that an important topic to you?
2: I mean, I can talk about something recent that I do. Uh, I've been doing it for probably three, four years now is I paint my nails. Um, and, and people have you know nice things to say people have you know some hateful things to say and and so um, kind of the kind of the you know I don't I've been a physician um, and I've, I've had people around me to to help me deal with those things and and that doesn't mean that they helped me in um, a sense of necessarily like oh you're this and that, you blah 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 it was more of like they Instilled some things in me that has helped me be able to see those type of things and and be able to push past or uh, or, or or get over them or um, anything like that. So uh, you know, just trying to try helpful um, sort of the underdog mentality is um, here. It's it's largely important um, to me. Like I said, I, I can speak on something that has um, kind of happened to me recently with. Me paint my nails, so I can only imagine, you know, some other other people might feel or or, or see from um, day to day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I was gonna ask you about that. What what caused you to start doing that? What makes you keep doing it? It's has it caught on? Painting your nails to, with the other teammates or not really?
2: It's no, it's one of it's one of my one of my things that I do. Um, you know, I don't know. I just I started doing it three years ago. Uh, my mom has always done nails um, and so I don't know I kind of she she does nails for her friends or she does nails she's done it since she was like 14 so you know she's always done it so I'm um, kind of seeing it in the house growing up and then also also when I when I got older I just you know one day decided that I was gonna go do it ended up ended up kind of liking it um, you, you're able to do a couple cool things on your nails that you might have not thought you were able to do yeah, so yeah yeah, I kind of, I've kind of stuck to it. Uh, it's been kind of one of my things that I do. Um, I get to either, you know, now, I mean, it's, I, I never thought of it like this until until the whole NIL thing came out. But I've, I've, i put things on my nails before the whole NIL thing, where it was like, I don't know, maybe I put the Porsche symbol or the BMW symbol, or I put like a Nike check on my nail, not thinking anything of it. But it's, I mean, it's just a cool, a cool thing to do um that i think and i get to express certain things um uh, on my nails like the suicide prevention number that i put on my nails um last month uh which was which was really cool i kept it on my nails the whole month uh, which kind of feeds kind of feeds into what we were just talking about
0: oh that's awesome before. that's really cool well if you ever want to put athletic brewing on your nails we totally support that um we'll send, <laughs> we'll send you the nail plugs if you need it but suicide awareness way more important <laughs> Wait, here's the questions I want to know. What about your toenails? Are you doing anything there? Or is that is that like your testing ground at all? No. Is that your own personal private no. little playground down there or no? No,
2: no, no, no. Those those they, they get cleaned uh or, or or tidied up, but no, I don't uh I don't paint my my toenails.
0: I imagine there's some there's a lot of real estate on them things. I guess a big feet. They, they, <laughs>
2: there, are, there are a lot of real estate. There is a lot of real estate. <laughs>
0: You could you could get quite the quite the imagery, like a whole scene on one of them big toes. I mean, it, it's there, yeah. it's there if you want to play <laughs> around with it, but nobody would be able to see it. I will say that. But uh, you talked a little bit too about your foundation. Is that Caleb Cares? Yep. And if so, yes. What what the heck is it like to open up a foundation at your age? Like that is that's awesome. But what what was that process like, and why'd you do it?
2: Um. So. Like like I was just speaking about, he's um, exactly into what, what it was. Uh, the whole underdog mentality, having a voice, um, and not only not only having a voice and knowing that I have a voice, um, and making sure that um, you know I'm I'm using that that you know my platform and the voice to be able to help others um, in any way that I can. So um, that's why I have a foundation, and also it is actually pretty cool. Um, some of the things that I've been able to do. Um, with my foundation, um, and, and, and using, um, using that platform, it's pretty cool. I can't lie. Uh, also being at this age, I never, I'll be honest, I didn't think I'd have a, a foundation, um, especially a foundation that's doing pretty well at this age. Uh, you know, too many people, too many, uh, young men, uh, you know, with the foundation at this age and, and, and doing pretty well with it. So it's really cool um and and it's been fun to be able to it's been a, it's been a blast to be able to like help and reach out and because um, you never know what life you might change and what life you might touch so it's it's awesome
0: and you you talk a lot about anti-bullying and and not being bullied is that is that something you dealt dealt with at all or just something you see? I'm sure I mean every, all of us have probably experienced it at some time.
2: All of us have experienced it sometime, but I mean I deal with it now. Being this quarterback at um, at a, at a high-level program um, or a top-tier program, and then um, you know some games that I've lost or um, some games that I've won, or painting my nails as a male um, has been has been a, has been a, a fun topic
0: uh,
2: that, that people love to talk about. Um, so not only being a quarterback. Um, Not only paint my nails, also being a uh, Native American black quarterback um, that paints his nails and he's a quarterback of a top tier program. Um, All of it goes into it. That is uh, one of the one of the reasons is, you know, anti-bullying. You never know what a joke might, you know, a joke to you might mean to someone else um, or any of the words you say might mean to someone else um, in a hurtful way. So, uh, you know, trying to trying to attack that. And I don't I don't think that, you know, bullying and anything like that is attacked enough or has been attacked enough just because bull- bullying is, you know, it's like, like, you don't know how much bullying affects someone. Um, and it, I mean, bullying can stem to, to be many other things, something I thought that needed to be attacked. And um, we're, we're, we're trying our best to do so. Wow.
0: W- what would you say? Cause you've mentioned a little bit, and then we'll jump into some rapid fire and then we'll wrap this up. What would you say is the most underrated or most misunderstood part of being quarterback at a top-tier program? What's something that, like, no one just really knows about it? Uh, or is it as great as it seems?
2: It's, it's, it's a pretty cool job,
0: I can't lie. I don't
2: really call it a job, but if we're if, we're, if I'm speaking to you, uh, it's, it's um, you know, driving back and throwing a touchdown is, is by far, after all the – the hours and film and um, the work that you put in, um, and, and being able to just drop back and the play that you worked so so much for, worked so hard for, and, and you drop back and then the right defense, right coverage, um, you got the right play, you, know, you got the right footwork, and you let the ball go. Um, and there's no there's no other better feeling to be able to you know see the stadium light up. Um, see, see your teammates um, you know just go crazy on the sideline for you for that 11 that's on the field and then you know to be able to run down there and, and, and hug your teammates or, or, or do a handshake or dance with them or anything like that it's, it's, no, it's no better feeling so I, I'd say that but it, it is an awesome job to have and be able to do at a, at a high level if you can so yeah.
0: Dang man I might try out it sounds awesome yeah, that's um, awesome. <laughs> so, well, let, let let's jump into some rapid fire. You don't it don't have to be one word answers, but we'll uh I'll ask you these and then we'll wrap it up. Um, obviously that's an amazing picture you just painted of of kind of the pinnacle of the experience of what you're doing. But what would you say you're most curious about right now outside of football?
2: Traveling. I I I've always had a fascination with kind of seeing the world and, and seeing what's, what's around. Um,
0: Is there a destination?
2: Um, I have a, I have a note on my phone list of, of the destinations. Uh, but top, I'd say top three, I want to go to Greece. I'll probably take my mom to Greece at some point here soon. Cause she's on she wanted to go for her 50th birthday and she missed out. I'd say Greece, Australia and South America, Uh, not South America, South Africa.
0: You'll have you'll have the opportunity. I'm sure you'll have the opportunity to go anywhere you want. What what would you say your proudest achievement is outside outside of football?
2: Um, proudest achievements outside of football. Oh, um, outside like who? Outside of like a championship, or can it still deal with football in a sense?
0: It's not supposed to, but I'll, I'll break the rule for you. I'll break the rule. Depends on okay. you. T- you tell me, okay. and if it's a good answer, we'll we'll go with it.
2: being being able to use football as a platform to give back to my teammates and other teams here at USC, Um, you know, my foundation, actually, you know, having a real foundation at such a young age. Um, Another achievement is, is being able to, I've always been more of an independent kid. So being able to, you know, buy my own stuff and, you know, purchase my, my own car, my first car, um, and also be able to, uh, you know, get a, ho- uh, not a house, but, you know, pay my own bills. Uh, that's all. My mom always told me, you, you become grown. My dad and my mom uh, always told me, you become grown when you can pay your own bills. Um, and so, um, paying all my own bills, which is, which is a very huge achievement for me. Um, I've always kind of, you know, wanted to do that myself. Take the load of myself off of my parents. So yeah, I'd say I'd say the the main two though are being able to to provide for myself um, at, at such a young age, or I'd say top three, being able to provide for myself at such a young age, and then also uh, my foundation and uh, being able to use football and give back to um, my teammates and other sports here. Yesterday,
0: those are good answers. Those are good answers. So we'll go with it. But uh, so, so if you could play any other sport, was there anything else in your view that's like you know what I could have done well at that? What is that sport?
2: Uh, swimming. Uh, swimming is my second sport. Really? I don't. I don't look like it right. Now. Yeah, I don't look like it right now because I. I mean, I'm packed on weight and muscle and stuff like that. But yeah, swimming.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Dang. Okay. Well, let me let me ask you this now. In, any daily habit you stick to that's like every day I got to do this, or or one that you really look forward to doing?
2: Um, I like getting a smoothie in the morning and a ginger shot and an omelet
0: hey that sounds like a good that sounds good <laughs> smoothie on limb, yeah. shot. That's a most people say like yoga or something so that was a good answer do you athletic brewing beer is there one that you like the best freeway baby that's all a true west coast ipa so it's it's perfect yeah. for where you are it's popular where you are too <laughs> that's awesome my yeah, bad Every can of beer that we have at Athletic Brewing says "Brew without compromise." The show's called "Without Compromise," but we feel like you do anything different—whether it's brew non-alcoholic beer, whether it's paint your nails, whether it's you know d- d- go to a, a big program and lead—whatever you're doing that's different is going to take you doing it excellently to succeed. You're going to have haters. You're going to have people that doubt you or make fun of you the whole time. We see it every day. I'm sure you see it every day. We believe in order to walk that walk, you got to live without compromise. What does it mean to you to live without compromise?
2: For me to live without compromise, I like to, I like to be in a routine. Um, I like to kind of stick to that routine, have people around me that that, that believe in me, um, believe in myself, and then just stand free and clean and, 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 and stress-free and, and just working hard and doing something that I love.
0: Don't you just love people that go against the grain? Bible stories, painting your nails. I mean, these quarterbacks don't fit the mold. And we know all about that here at Athletic Brewing. But hey, to be the best, sometimes it takes doing things no one's ever done or doing it totally different. That's why we love stories like this. And if you want to learn more about Athletic Brewing, go to athleticbrewing.com. You can order us there or find us on store shelves near you.